Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, it's all about the Poison Clan and the five deadliest fighting styles, because we're talking about the five Venoms. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, I am your host, Cody Everett. Hey guys, I am your host, Cody Everett. Thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you could do us a favor, head over to our iTunes, leave us a re- review, and subscribe. Uh, and if you do, we're going to give you a shout out on the show. So please do that for us. Also, head over to our YouTube page, subscribe over there, watch some videos, like, leave some comments. It really helps us out. So guys, we're uh, here to talk about the five Venoms. It was directed by Chang Che. Came out in 1978. Has a budget of question mark. A box office of question mark. Was filmed in Hong Kong, and it currently sits at an 84% audience reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what this film's about, a dying kung fu master sends his last student to track down five former pupils in order to learn which one of them has become evil. Um, this is Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick the five Venoms? Well, um, I've really wanted to do Kung Fu, like more more martial arts or Kung Fu films on the podcast, and we just really haven't. And, you know, this just kind of popped out at me. It's a movie that I personally hadn't actually seen yet out of all the Shaw Brothers films. I've seen a lot, but I just never got around to watching this one. So I thought, you know, it'd be fun to go through this one together. It's, it's a hugely uh, popular cult film. I feel like it, it's got a lot, it got a lot of following. So why not? And then I want to see how you guys react because I know Chris just absolutely hates these kind of movies. So it's fun <laughs> for me. Um, had anyone seen this before? I had. You you had seen it. So like Kyle, you had pieces it. of it. You've seen it before, Mike. So, yeah, like during like you know when like like Wu Tang was super popular and like they just released every kung fu film yeah. out on VHS. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of like. That era, like ninety five, ninety six, I believe, like was just a giant like montage of these kung fu films that I would watch at like house parties. Gotcha. Like I would go to somebody's house and somebody would have a Shaw Brothers film in there. I remember going to the uh, the 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 old uh, what's that uh, video store that was in the mall, the upstairs, uh, F- Suncoast Videos. Oh, Suncoast, yeah. Metro? the one that was in the food court. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, it, uh, it became Saturday an FYE. Saturday came, Night yeah. Matinee. I remember you go when you went in there. I remember all those Wu-Tangs. You go mm-hmm. in there and and down the first aisle and against the wall, there was just this huge cutout and it was just all of the Wu-Tang presents yeah. kung fu films and shit all stacked up. I actually up remember shit. that too in that in that yeah. store. That's funny. So yeah. Um yeah, no, so I remembered like the very beginning of this I had remembered. Um I had remembered bits and pieces of the fighting and I was actually a week before this I was kind of watching this film on El Rey. Um gotcha. there was that was playing. So I but I had never actually seen the last like third of this film. So I'm glad that I finally got to to complete the trilogy <laughs> of, of from 15 to now. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Obviously, you never heard of this before. Obviously, that's funny. Um, no, I I I, <laughs> I I may have heard of it before, just in other people discussing you know the kung fu films. But no, I'd never seen it. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know anything about it. I was completely blind going into it. I didn't even read any you know, any, any synopsis or anything. Same, same here. I had never heard of this before. Um, and I knew nothing about it either. Just jumping right into it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to do that on purpose because like, I didn't want to have a judgment based on the film. I just wanted to just see it from start to finish with no, like zero knowledge. So I was kind of that way too. Cause I was like, I don't want to know where this lies in like, cult films because i yeah. don't know much about kung fu films yeah so i was like i don't know want to know where this lies in like kung, like cult film status as far as like where people rank this film right um i don't want to know anything about that or anything about it because i, I want to see if i enjoy it for what it is or i want to see if i like if it, and i'll find out in discussing it if the things that stood out to me or that i like latched on to 
are things that are you drive this film as as a cult film because I, from my understanding, it is. Oh it, um, no, yeah, it was on uh, Weekly Entertainment. I think ranked it number eleven out of fifty cult films. Like it's yeah. way up there. Mm-hmm. Like right, so it's got to be something special about it. And, and I would like to actually know from the people who have seen Kung, Kung films in this group um, and know them. I'm sorry, Kung what? Films. Yeah. So Kung, Kung films. films. Kung films. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. Kung films. It's definitely I, not a thing. I would like to know from Kyle and Mike um, how this ranks in Kung Fu films because it, it, why is it so important compared to so many others? That's kind of like part of my questioning too with this is because, like, like I said, I read a, a lot of people's reviews of it who are just everyday, like, you know, Kung Fu fans and... Like their their view of it is like it's a great film, but then they knock it a lot. It's weird, really. Yeah, hmm. but not knock it. Like it's it's a weird dichotomy of. Am I using that word right? Is it like looked at? <laughs> it depends. Is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what Listen, you, is it like looked at like like kind of corny and cheesy, like like kind of no, bad good or no, what? I think it's revered for. I mean, you, one of the reasons I think that that it gets propped up by. A, uh, probably fans of Kung Fu is uh, the director alone, Cheng Che. Um, of all the the big name directors that worked for Shaw Brothers, uh, his films tend to have like the um, I don't know, like the the, the higher concepts, um, bigger choreographed fights. Um, definitely, like they tend to have more bloodshed in them and more aggressive kind of films. So, I mean, I always get excited when I'm watching a movie that I know he did, like like. One of the ones he did, Mike, Mike's scene, is The One-Armed Swordsman, which is a fantastic, you know, kung fu film. Um, So I think that plays into it. I think the choreography plays into it. I think the... I think if you saw this as a kid, um, the the kind of mysticism around these five different, like, venoms, these five different fighting styles, and I feel like that probably plays into the love of it as well. And it's a great mystery film well, too. Also, this film like created like almost like a Rat Pack in a way, with the Venom Mob. I read about this. The actors after this after this film, like they were all you know they were all active before, but they got I guess they got from what I read. I don't mm-hmm. know you know. Um, they were acting before, but it was when they got together in this movie that they oh they after this movie that they became like known as the Venom Mob, mm. and they were in a ton of movies together until, you know, eventually they broke up because, you know, right. they got solo projects and bigger. And So they you know. liked the dynamic of all these actors together yes. so much that they all went on to do, like, the same movies, but maybe different stories or characters. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so, it, like, yeah. it's it, this movie was obviously popular enough to even yeah. create, like, a group of, like, to, this, to lump this group together and go, these are, you know, the guys. And this director was known for... For the, I guess their films too. Mm-hmm. So we so. all watch this on like Amazon, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Did everybody's version have the trailers at the end of the movie? No, no. Okay, no, the one that you and Mike watched did. The one that me and Cody watched was just okay. the, the Blu-ray trailer. Because I'm wondering if those films were all Ching Che films, like at the end of that. I I don't I know because I I think they were just Shaw Brother releases. Oh, okay, because yeah. yeah. you know what? Was I got... there confusion with that? Uh, looking up what? this film on on the on the old internet, <laughs> there, there, there was confusion. Yeah, because uh, I mean, this film, this film, like many other kung fu films, has multiple names in out, out there, and you have Five Deadly Venoms is the most common, like American release name there's the five venoms i think there's a couple other versions five poisons well because you gotta you gotta explain to the people that the venoms right. are deadly the, our, our version was called the five deadly venoms and their version was just called the five venoms it's the exact same movie yeah. apparently um just different yeah releases but what i was getting to is um what excited me actually was you know okay so i watched the movie but then i was like okay there's these trailers afterwards and there was a couple films in there that i was like I'm kind of curious to see oh, do you those remember the movies. Names? Um, I'd have to go back and watch. I might, I might own some of them. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know Blood Brothers is the first that one, one that comes right up. Yeah, I wasn't too interested to see and the Blood Brothers. It was like a re- like a Return of the Blood Brothers or something like that, or Blood Brothers Revenge or something. There like was that. one that had a lot of like lasers and shit in it, and oh. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> they were like kicking lasers out of their feet and like hands, and it, it did give me like a Big Trouble in Little China kind of feel. Ah. Um, and I was like, "Hmm, that looks like it could be a really fun watch." 
So I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I'll have to go back and look at watch those trailers and see which movies those are. Yeah. Uh, well, if you re- if you rent the rent the 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 version we're talking yeah. about, you can see the trailer. Well, you already did, so you have it for another twenty four hours. Pay, I'll just watch it pay, on yours. Pay th- <laughs> pay three dollars for that for those trailers. <laughs> that at trailer. The end of the film. <laughs> Hey, wait! Oh no! Wait, real, real, real quick before we get away from it, I, I just want to ask: Is the Shaw Brothers logo supposed to look like Warner Brothers? I think so. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. <laughs> With that being said, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the five Venoms. You've not specialized in any one skill, because I chose to teach you all the five main techniques, as there was little time. So then, compared with the other pupils. You don't stand up. You're not really their match. I taught all I could, but time's run out. So the only way you could ever beat the others, or stand a chance, would be to combine with one of those five. I worry about what they're all doing. What I taught them could be used wrongly for evil to hurt men. So... Uh, as uh, as I was saying before, uh, I read up on this like film for just from reviews and stuff like that, and it seems to be like the, that the fans of this film love this film, uh, but they seem to like it because, and what I guess makes this one a cult film, according to them, is is because of its story mm-hmm. more or less than its than its kung fu fighting. Like the most of the complaints I, I read online were that there's really not a lot of fighting in this film for a kung fu movie, which I don't know if that's true or not. But that the story is really what sets this apart because it's a mystery and it's not your typical, like, I guess kung fu movies follow a typical pattern from what I was reading. Yeah, more or less. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I And, you know, having watched this, it, it definitely touches on, like, uh, I don't want to say Western t- Western uh, plot devices, but it kind of does, like, for more Western cinema, which is, it's, it's completely and totally a mystery film. Yeah, like, it is. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a whodunit. Yeah. type of a thing and 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 yeah it creates these moments and, and maybe they didn't maybe they didn't translate that well to everyone here but i feel like it really created these moments of like uh mystery and almost suspense to me it's like well, who the fuck is scorpion like who the fuck is this guy like right. which one is it out of because i know i've met the character already in this film like you you like i feel like as from a writing standpoint i mean you would introduce all your characters off the bat whether you know who they are and what or at that point. Mm. So that part was really interesting to me because I've seen a bunch of other Kung Fu movies and a lot of other Kung Fu movies tend to, tend to follow the same kind of path. It's like guy gets his ass beat, guy trains for a bunch of years, comes back, beats some other guy's ass. <laughs> like that's kind of like the kind of the, the like story, that. the, the over, overarching kind of theme or plot. Yeah. I, I also think that some of the also like the Bruce Lee films, like End of the Dragon and stuff like that, they, they only need one weird goal and then that just drives the fighting, right? Yeah, like, uh, like, like, Enter the Dragon. It's just like, hey, we need to hire you to like take down a criminal underworld, and he just shows up and starts beating ass. Like, right. but like everything beyond that is just like added shit. Like, it, you know, it, the main attraction is the fighting. This one, it's like a plot, mm-hmm. like, and there's a mystery, and there's a like, who's doing what, and how do I discover who's doing, you know, who who who's taking on whatever roles and he's trying to discover things. Mm. But at the same time, like the fighting is like, that feels like the secondary thing to this film. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. You know, I would agree with that. Um, I, from as a first time, like viewer of this film and, and again, not knowing much about like Kung Fu, I feel like what makes it a cult film is, I mean, at least just from a one time watch wasn't to me was not the story. It was the fighting styles. Um, I feel like that's the, thing that I could latch on to the easiest and like defining those characters by their styles and by their names and their masks and they're given they do a whole thing where you know at the beginning mm-hmm. when the master is going through who is who um, you know and showing their fighting styles uh, you know against these plates I guess is what they're they're like breaking Centipede when he's they're breaking plates yeah. and like they're demonstrating all of these fighting styles and it's going through this whole like detailed explanation about each each individual one right at the beginning of the film you're yeah and about. I think for me like um like that's what I kind of latch onto as like the cult um uh piece of this film like the story yeah it's cool like I, I not knowing other kung fu movies I wouldn't know that this story is any different from any other story right. you know but. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, the way they define it right off the mm-hmm. bat, it gives you something to really latch on. I would totally agree with you on that too. I mean, just from being someone who's an ad, like who watches a lot of kung fu movies, like I think 
I think that's such a cool concept. Like, here are these five individuals. It's almost like these these like five. It's like these five people with like five completely unique like superpowers or some mm-hmm. shit. And yep. this one's great at this, and this one can fucking walk on walls, and right. this one has an indestructible body. And and it's like it was really it, it was really cool for an audience member to like set everything up like this, so you get more invested into like the uh, intrigue or the excitement or the the mysticism of it all. I think I feel like that was like it films like Bloodsport really like capitalized on that kind of idea of like all right, we're gonna take different styles and we're going to see which one comes up because like Bloodsport's another film that kind of follows a more I think traditional mm-hmm. like martial arts movie thing where it's just like like him and the girl like it doesn't fucking matter like like when are we getting back to putting Frank Dukes in the ring like yeah. that's all you care about <laughs> all the plot is just whatever yeah, yeah. and that was kind of the that was kind of um it's funny that 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 you latch on that because the movie we were actually originally going to review was going to be Master of the Flying Guillotine but couldn't find a copy online to watch that wasn't totally fucked up in one way or another. Like there, there's a version on Amazon that's prime and probably like 15 times in the first 20 minutes, the dubbing just drops out and you're just listening to people talking in Cantonese or Mandarin, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it's just like, I have no idea what's happening right now. This is useless. But that movie is that kind of almost the same like Bloodsport or, or I mean, you can look at it as that movie is almost kind of like inspiration for Street Fighter. It's just, it's this huge competition where all these completely different martial arts styles come together to have this big fight. It's really, that that's like a really badass aspect of that film. Yeah, it's totally, like, I like what you said. It's totally like superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But the thing that caught me off guard about these, about that concept is like they, you know, they introduce them all and you want to believe naturally that they're all like, on the same side they're all fighting for the same cause or whatever so Mm -hmm. like going into it blindly i was thinking these characters were all going to be like buddies right or like a part of a clan that works together for some reason but instead what you get is a clan divided Mm -hmm. and warring against each other and that was the master's plan was that he trained them separately like he that was his plan was never for them to they chose if if you remember the master stated like in it like the actual the individual guys for the most part actually chose to remain anonymous like they yeah. chose to adopt those masks themselves like it wasn't the master's whole vision to be i'm going to train five people they're not going to who know know who they are and like this isn't reservoir dogs type of thing it's yeah. like i'm training these people in these unique fighting styles but they wanted to keep their identity separate from themselves for whatever fucking reason um but yeah cuz i, yeah. I want to say like the beginning of this like reads like a fucking like high school logic puzzle. <laughs> like it's like you know one and two know three, but three doesn't know four. So does four know five? Like it's like, and it's kind of confusing at first. But you, but it's it's what you were talking about, like of this director having like high concept ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I can see him kind of like flushing that out. It's like okay, so one and two will, they'll know each other, right. but no one will know three. Right. You know, so it'll it'll add to the suspense of like how we're going to reveal these characters in right. such mm-hmm. a way. So yeah. And then you have the 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 who is it? Uh, hi, we're calling them hybrid venom. Hybrid venom is the yeah. Is the homeless is the, boy? Is, that's the yeah homeless <laughs> boy. That's, that's the accepted fan name for uh, him. For, right. What for some reason for about three minutes I thought that was a woman at the very beginning. <laughs> like I hate to say, it, but like I don't know what it was the haircut maybe or something. He's but just like not, he's not a, he's not a really well written strong character. And actually, there's a. There's a massive chunk of the film where he just vanishes. He, yeah. You know, yeah. He, he, that, that, that was me. an interesting character because, I mean, like, as the master explains it, he basically, I guess, is a last-ditch kind of effort. Like, look, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to, I'm getting old and, you Not know, so I only it. have so much time to show you whatever. So what I'm going to show you is a little bit of everything, but also, like, you're going to have knowledge of all the weaknesses of this because I know this is going to come to pass. Also, right. you're going to have to give me really hot baths. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really what he is, really what he is, is he's the point of view for the audience. Right. That's all he kind of really does because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really do anything until the very end. Right. But he's, I guess he's meant to be essentially like the camera. Gotcha. Or how that story gets like he's the narrator to some extent, even though there are parts where he doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Like he's just out of the film. Yeah, I think you're just supposed to accept the fact that that he's watching at all times. He's mm-hmm. just kind of because his the, the the thing that he was tasked with is he needs to he needs to oh you know this just reminded me of what you were saying. Like so the master says to him, "You're going to have to team up with one person." Right. 
And I thought that was a really that that made the whole intro scene where you're seeing all these different martial arts that are happening. It made it more exciting for me because I'm like, which one of these guys is he going to actually fucking team up with? Which right. who's going to be who's going to be like the style that he blends his style with, right. and it'll be a fun thing. And I think that's like he's watching this whole film because he's trying to figure out who is going to be the person that is going to be most likely to team up with him and agree with with not only his point of view but ultimately master's point of view of what should happen with the money and clearly you have you have two characters who know each other that just are out for themselves you have two characters that know each other and you don't really know where they stand on stuff i mean one of them is a cop but you the initial scenes you have with uh I believe that's that's um fuck i keep forgetting who what style that lizard lizard yeah. so initially like the scenes you see with lizard he kind of strikes me as kind of like a like a shitty cop, yeah. right? He That's, strikes me as like he's I like. I thought Lizard was a bad guy for the whole time yeah. until the end, I, right? He's definitely as he's introduced. You think that that's going to be the case because he's kind of like has a very loose ethic, right. ethical like, like compass. If anybody's going to take fucking bribes, it's yeah. definitely going to be Snake. But like as the film progresses and as like this guy dies, he starts to kind of not have fun anymore. Which I feel like is what it is. It's like he has fun, or it's just the way the character was written was to specifically throw audiences off the whole time. Just like our main character that we're supposed to be following is getting thrown off the whole time as to who he should be aligning himself with. Can I throw a fan theory out there? I kind of took it as that that was all a uh, that was all a ploy. That was all that. Why was he even dressed up as a cop to begin with? Like that maybe lizard, like maybe like a chameleon, so to speak. Like he can kind of act his way. Well, he was an actual cop. Well, I understand he was an actual cop, but like, like, do you think that that was something that he was doing? Like, what he was obviously hiding his 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 identity. Do you think that it was part of the actual hiding of his identity? Is oh, it was just like the, the true lizard. As as I am myself, I'm actually a very honorable person that would never do this. But to throw people off that I'm that I'm a kung fu master in this very ancient art. Um, I'll play off like I'm kind of. I think that's a, a loose I, by I think that's a possibility for sure. I, I I would agree with that. That that definitely could be a tactic he took. Mm. Um, I kind of got the I kind of got the sense that he was just kind of like cocky, because as a character, he has the other thing too. Because like ultimately, you know, I mean, to give away the ending, Scorpion ends up being the other cop that he's hanging out with. Right, who is the like by the books police officer mm-hmm. that's telling him like you can't do this, you can't do that. But in reality, right. he's a fucking villain. He's just out to, for himself. Right. Yeah. So like, I wonder if there was like these two guys were kind of like these are the roles we're gonna play that are counter they're, they're counterintuitive to how I actually am. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's probably. I think it probably was like a, either a character choice or or a directorial choice. You know what I mean? I would think so too. Yeah, I mean, definitely throw the audience off. I mm-hmm. I can yeah. totally see that. And but the writing and because yeah. you would, you would, uh, naturally you would assume the audience would go with the person that seems more, you know, honest and true. I like like I I thought the cop and I thought honestly at first too I thought Toad like was gonna be like you thought Toad would be the bad guy. I thought Toad was gonna be a bad guy because I was like uh, he's like there's something about him that right he I, seemed pretty aggro. Yeah, like just kind of like he was ready like to go at any point. What know? did you say? Aggro. aggro. Fuck is that? Aggressive, yeah. Kind of. well, play oh. a fucking video game. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> is that a video game thing? I, I think yeah. to 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 probably use a better word, probably like boisterous. He was very, right. but I think that goes into what his style is. Also, is that he's invincible essentially. Right. Like right. nothing yeah, can harm style, him. So dude, his was, he's kind of his attitude would be fucking like nothing can stop me. Like oh, well, right. get hammered. I don't Plus, give a I mean, shit. Think like, about <laughs> it. Like with the other guys, like okay, this guy's super fast, or this guy, this guy can walk on walls. Like you can easily hide those things. Yes. You could just not do them. Whereas he is a walking embodiment of his skills. So no matter what clothes and shit he puts on, he's always going to be indestructible. Right. So yeah. how do you hide that? And I think that played into why he was so like stressed or panicked or just annoyed that he can't fucking like be himself right. yeah, and he was fight def- someone. He was definitely the tank of the group. You he know was what I mean? the fucking yeah. tank for sure. Uh-huh. That's another video game term, yeah, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with it. I can't I wait till the Five Venoms video game comes out. <laughs> So the role-playing game. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. Was the Iron Maiden thing used in, in like, other kung fu films or... Oh, I mean, Iron Maidens have been around for... Ever. Yeah, I think that's just a that's just a, a torture, torture device. Torture yeah. device. Yeah, it was weird though. That, I mean, it was kind of a weird choice. Like I was like, oh, okay. no, I thought it was like, brilliantly explained. Like it has ten thousand needles. No, it makes sense for spot. for what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to find his weak spot, but like it was just like I don't know why. It just seemed like maybe a little 
like I didn't know if it was a thing like in kung fu movies that they've used in previous, you know. No, or I think it's just a, it's just whatever. a. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just another historical kind of thing. I mean, Chang Chi. I think it's Chang Chi. Let me look this up because there's another thing this director like uses like a piece uh, like a like a horrible torture thing from history mm-hmm. that he uses in another Wood film. Blocks. Well, in this yeah. one, in this one, he uses that he that the one I thought was brutal was the uh, the iron uh, cape or was it the iron? Oh, the thing they heat up and put on the him? iron vest or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they heated it up and they put it on his back. Oh my gosh, that yeah. was brutal. Yeah, I don't know where that stuff comes from because even this director in another one of his films, which is called the Heroic Ones, was another shabber of the films. I mean, he utilizes uh, drawn and quartered. As like a means of of like torturing and killing someone, which is just another historical terrible means to <laughs> fucking gotcha. injure someone. Like, we'll do that. And the iron chest or whatever you were just yeah, bringing. Well, up. I can't remember the freaking little hook in the mouth too, oh, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that made me wince for sure. Yeah, I was yeah, like, they give me like a fucking lobotomy. What the hell is happening right uh-huh. now? Like, and they did it so cool. slow too. You know, they were like, <laughs> they were really working it down there before they yanked it back. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Yep. Painful. Uh, one one thing I will complain about. Uh, with the uh, with the special effects, though, is and I've seen this in other kung fu movies. The way that blood looks, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Or like I, wh- it's like o- it's got like an orange tint. I mean, Dawn of the Dead used the exact same shit, but for that one, it was by it was by design. See, I was wondering if maybe they wanted it to look more fantasy. I think so too. Yeah. I, I think that I think that's definitely part of it. And I, that plays into the whole. I mean, come on, these characters are like. Flying, there's, there's a lot. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of trampoline work Wire used work. in these fucking there's movies. Wi- yeah, no, I was pretty <laughs> definitely like, want to talk about that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's a kind of crazy thing too. Is like. So this is '78. They're doing wire work, and mm-hmm. like I feel like American audiences were are, are, uh, probably in the kung fu culture were, were hip to wire work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I don't remember wire work being a big deal until fucking like Matrix or uh, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, yeah one, one of those two. Back, yeah. Well, I think it's because you know. Uh, because w- probably when you're when you came into to to watching kung fu films, they were having the '90s like revisit, which was Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan yeah. notoriously was somebody that didn't really rely did, on yeah. wires. That was like when like I remember when kung fu made that re- return with I I I want to say like Rumble in the Bronx kind of started it, and everybody was crazy for Jackie Chan films. Oh yeah, Rumble and then the it Bronx was Jet Li, and everybody was like Jet Li films, and then it was yep. like you know, and then Tony Jaw kind of towards the tail end of it, but like. Um. Yeah, that was all about not using wires and right. not making a big thing. That was the well, impress- impressive part about it, though. Uh, I think ha- half and half with Jet Li, though. Jet Li started his yeah, career. Well, yeah, he did as like a traditional kung fu right guy and did a shitload of some of some of the most insane wire work is in his Once Upon a Time in China series, which is the oh, ladder fight that's in there is but fucking I think incredible. Fist of Legend doesn't. Fist of Legend no, is just that's straight. more like a like a that's like Bruce Lee. A, that's almost, yeah, it is totally. I gotta say though, I mean. I knew it was wire work or it had to be some some kind of device like that or trampolines or whatever, but I never saw one wire like in this movie. No. Like I never well, I they, never they did. They cut around the wire work pretty well too. The editing yeah, of this film is, is good. The editing of this film is fantastic. That's one thing that I that I think we can always agree on and talk about when we're talking about these movies is the technical aspect. Like you could see the cuts. You could see how they cut to make yeah. a kung fu like move look cool. But it fucking works. I think it looks great. Well, they under, I think like that's a, something like because even today, as that they do, well, you know, like Hong Kong films, I guess do better than like American films is fight scenes, like just in general. Mm. I mean, looking at this in 1978, where you have a wide camera like lens on and you're f- watching a full on fucking fight scene, it's like it's a, it's incredible comparative. To like what you see now, which is quick cut mm-hmm. yeah. fights that you could like, did he kick someone? I can't tell if he kicks someone because it cuts so quick. This right. is like well, just fucking full on beautiful dance. Like it's like a dance almost yeah. choreography. It, it, like, it's not a Steven Seagal film. <laughs> Number one, Steven Seagal films do not cut like that, Mike. They cut the. Sh- they, they do not cut like all, that. It's just him waving his hands in front of like the camera and <laughs> point of view. It's weird. <laughs> I was going to say though, like that's one aspect of of this film that i can honestly say i enjoyed quite a bit was the fighting styles like and 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 the action sequences that they had like i i wasn't distracted by really cheesy what i thought was really cheesy effects like i thought it was all well super well done and yeah the choreography on these fight scenes i'm like these guys are so fucking accurate like crazy like the way the way they're doing it with each other like fighting each other it's like they know exactly what each other is going to do at every given time and it's perfect timing all the time yeah. so 
That's a lot of times. Well, that <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times. That and and just knowing that it's the actors themselves mm-hmm. doing it too is is like one of the the cool things about it too. It's like okay, this isn't just again. It's not like uh, Enter the Ninja, which we talked about last week, where it's like Franco Nero throwing some awful fucking kick, and then it cuts to a stuntman doing the most beautiful kick you've ever seen. <laughs> it's not like yeah, that, like right. whatsoever. It's it's just like it's like you're watching two dudes like try to poke. Uh, that's a little bit of the problem I have with it too, though, with the fighting styles. Like to me, it looked like th- I'm trying to poke the shit out of you. The the, the, the way I can- style, but yeah. all the styles felt like poking. It like Toad was pushing. He pushed. I'll but push everybody people. had the like yeah. the, their style of strike was like it's almost a like thing. a poke. Like there, Scorpion you, was definitely like kick master. That dude was kicking flying high flying <laughs> kicks all over the place. Jesus, yeah. yeah, you know, and I I thought that sn- the snakes um. He's a kind of evade that was also like an attack. Yeah. Where he was on his back and he was like moving oh, yeah. backwards. I thought that thing was fucking cool. It's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy yeah. looking, right? Yeah. No, I like it, it is it is super impressive to know that these are the actual actors doing this and that how long did it take to, you know, to to film to make this movie, yeah. I wonder. So much choreography, I'm Let's sure, and, and like and setting the scenes up. And, and this just, is just this is just me personally again, but that's also kind of I guess the problem that I have with uh like kung fu films and stuff like that that I find this in a lot of them is a lot of it is 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 nobody gets beat up right because they're like in a way like it, most of the fight scenes are them fucking trying to hit each other <laughs> no one getting they're hit block because they're, like, they're showing yeah. the block well because it's like all like the, it's all yeah. counters and stuff like yeah. that but that's what you that's where you get the beautiful choreographed fight right. scenes. Yeah. but it, like me as as uh, like i'll say it like as an american film watcher like i used to seeing like the fucking Boom! Hit that guy's down. Here comes the next one. Boom! Hit that guy's right. down. Here comes the next That's one. Not, I mean, you can call that the Bruce Lee style of, of yeah, it because yeah. Bruce Lee got did not want to do any of these choreographed fights. It didn't want to be a blow for blow, block for block type of thing. He just wanted to be like, boom, done. You're down. Yeah, <laughs> he and, definitely tried to usher in the yeah and, reality. And, and the thing is, though, the thing is, though, with like kung fu movies and is they use a lot of a lot of the moves and a lot of the the punches and and on the technique and everything is traditional kung fu uh moves which i mean isn't very uh cool to watch <laughs> on screen i guess yeah so that's why there are so many hundreds of cuts that happen that's how they that's how they turn something that looks relatively boring into like kind of a cool move and something because they do quick cuts around it to do multiple camera angles to you know so that's why like it looks like poking but that's like an actual traditional like kung fu snake strike. Do you, you think if, I mean? do you think for like centipede style did they speed up any the camera at all in this film? Uh, do you they think? had to have. like for some of it. Yeah, I, I can't th- specifically remember a scene that looked like it. I, but no, there's I a think couple there's that a, I know there's for sure. There's a couple sure where, where it's but... mostly of the legs. It's mostly it's a cut of just his legs, and he's doing some like crazy like five thousand kicks in a row. Oh yeah, when the guy's on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy's on the ground, he's kicking him. Yep. Yeah, I would say that's a little bit speed up, sped up. They they use uh, slow mo brilliantly in the beginning of the film too. Like I really like that with the plates falling. From oh the yeah, I like that a lot. Like that looks really cool. Like that is the thing that you, I think we can all agree on with with kung fu films is that technically these films are fucking sound the way they're shot. The colors in this film, you said it was restored, so I don't know if that's restored colors. It's definitely, it, well, it's restored to original. But I mean, if the, you had saw it ten years ago, it'd been like washed out yellow. The, the colors, <laughs> the colors of this film are fucking brilliant. Like mm-hmm. this, they pop, mm-hmm. and I think that's just. I don't know if that's a kung fu film thing too, because I noticed that with a lot of kung it's fu just, films, it's probably just has something to do with having a badass studio backing you, yeah. Shaw Brothers. Like they, don't, I, mean, I think they really spared expenses. Really, well, like, yeah. here's the equipment. Another, th- another thing about kung fu films that I've known, or I, the little that I've seen, is they're all very, they're lit very bright. Like it doesn't matter if you're inside yes. or outside. Yes. Like everything is visible. Like mm. usually. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I think that was a convention of because like you were saying, once upon a time in China. Right. I feel like that's a very the, uh, there are shots like I remember when he's fighting in the uh, factory. It's like it seemed like it was almost real dark and real. Well, I feel like Riccio even had a look like a kind of a similar look. Yeah, I mean, is that something that bothered you that it was well lit like that? I don't know. Kind of, it kind of gave it like a t- TV look, like a television. See, I kind I, of I kinda disagree with that. You know what? I it gave me a, a reminder of 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 older films. I mean, this is 1978, so it is an older film. But it gave me like a, a weird. I like. I always want to say like it. It gave me like a weird like Greek like uh like a Caesar kind of feel to like. You ever see those movies where it's like. In Rome, like in those times, and everything's lit like that, and yeah. like 
trying to think of an example, but I, I, I kind of just go with classic films. I yeah, mean, like yeah. A cla- in like, general, films were yeah. lit because cameras weren't able to shoot low, right? Low enough light. You and know? I think I think with a, with a with a kung fu film where you know that you're you want it, you want everything to be visible because there's so many things happening at once. Right. You want to see these spectacular but like, but, acrobatics. But, but, you but don't shadow wanna... shadows existed when they needed to exist. Yeah. Like most notably, the final fight at the end when you have uh, lizard and, and and hybrid venom who are both. Kind of sticking to the walls and going down and trying to take out um, a snake or I forgot which one they were trying to take out. If it was centipede, maybe it was centipede, I believe. And like when they would pop up, that was the only time in the entire movie where I thought perhaps I saw the tug of clothing to indicate maybe a wire was there. But the walls that they're sticking to, basically anything above them, was in shadows, was in nice shadow, probably to hide the effects. But wow. otherwise. They did such a good job of hiding the effects with camera angles that there wasn't really much of a need to to really like create a high contrast scene. There was one yeah. dark scene. It was when I would say uh they killed the guard when Snake and and, and uh Centipede killed the guard with that hook. Oh with the hook, that is uh, that okay. was yep. shot almost like uh like, like a, a nighttime shot. Right. Like yeah, a dark. I mean, it was in the cell, wasn't but it? But that like wasn't a jail an action cell or scene. So yeah. yeah. The jail cell was kinda dark too. Yeah. It was it was it was contrasty. Oh. Oh, one thing I did want to bring up before I forget. This is a shot that I really loved in the film. And maybe it didn't mean anything to you guys, but that scene where the dude's hanging in the fucking cell when they string him up. Oh, like, yeah. And they just showed, like, through the bars, like, him just swinging there, like, mm-hmm. in yeah. the cell. I was like, that is an eerie-looking shot. You know, I even said, like, Desiree watched this with me, and I was like, damn, that's a fucking eerie shot. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it is. was. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really powerful-looking, you know? I, really... I loved it, especially, like, the whole methodical killing of Toad mm-hmm. and how they're, like, it's like a trial-by-error kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was fascinating. That's, that's definitely, like, the part of the film that I think impacted me the most because, like... First of all, I, I the way they suffocate him with the the papers underwater, like they almost oh they waterboarded him. Wa- well, essentially, yes, but it's it the I've way they did it. I never would have thought of that. It's just yeah. like it's like just taking pieces of tissue paper and wetting them until they like until they become over the face. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, just locking to your face. Yeah, and I was like, oh my, wow, God. that's incredible. Like I was like, that's I mean. Yeah, it was also very fucking disturbing. Right, but <laughs> it was like never would have thought of something yeah. like that. Yeah, the the creativities with some of the deaths mm-hmm. in in this film like were beyond my expectations. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's definitely the the one of the director's trademarks. Chris, what was your favorite style though? Who was your who was your favorite I style? I, I think I am a sucker for centipede style. Like I, I don't know why. Like I, he, that's why I was asking, was it sped up? Because that guy was like wild, dude. Like he just, he moves so fast. Well, that beard's pretty sick. <laughs> to that be beard honest, is pretty sick. Um, <laughs> that beard is pretty sick. <laughs> um, but I, you know, like again, for some reason, that's one that just stuck, like latched on to me, like stuck with me. But I'm sure, like I feel like everybody equally had some badass. The guy who could run up on the walls, who was that lizard? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that guy's rad too. You know, that's my favorite. Lizard style is my favorite, but. Like the running up in the walls thing was like that's kind of cool, but it's kind of a gimmick. But to me, I felt like his maybe his just his choreography in general was just a little tighter and a little more aggressive of fighting style than the other guys. Because like his fighting style doesn't include running on walls; it's him being great at kung fu and he can do this thing. Whereas like Snake, he was like dedicated to using his hands like a fucking snake to his fighting style. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, let me go back and say though, I think my favorite character though is maybe Toad. Yeah, he yeah. was mine yeah. as well. Like, I like no, him as like favorite. an actor, and like mm-hmm. a, you know, just I don't know. His, his story presence. was interesting. Well, that and he has a presence that I don't think the other guys have. Yeah, yeah. he has a nice like arc that happens, and he kind of gets fucked. You know, well, he's the I, only one that. Well, I mean, he's not the only one that dies, mm-hmm. but he's so much. Mo- mo- the most attention is paid to his death. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I agree. But I think he's like I was saying. I think he just had the mo- more charisma out of all all of them. Like in my opinion, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mike, who was your who was your favorite style? Man, it's a cross between probably lizard and snake. Um, I actually thought Snake's uh, style was was pretty cool. The way that he he used both hands like almost independently, like one was the tail and one was the the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also kind of liked him as a character too. That he was kind of like um, like a snake would be, kind of like he's kind of can control, but he uses uh, trickery to kind of like yeah. he's definitely like he's, he's more he's more involved in trying to if he can settle something like by tricking somebody else to kill somebody he'll do that rather than he's almost like a Slytherin yeah he's definitely yeah, a Slytherin he's, he's definitely on you know, <laughs> Slytherin that's definitely a good call on that one House Slytherin 
No, he definitely is. I, yeah. yeah, I get it. No, I would actually say mine was probably Toad. I just thought that was the coolest, like being indestructible. Right. They're fucking hitting him with swords and shit. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I can't knock that. That's pretty <laughs> damn cool. Like he's like almost he like busts out of that Iron Maiden. Yeah, he's almost like apocalypse. <laughs> like, like he just baby can't kill jump. Him. I was like, I didn't see. It. He's like they're closing, and he's like, ah, and like just rips the thing open. I'm like, here's oh, my shit. question: How cool is Scorpion that he can throw two things from two different directions at the <laughs> same right. time? Yeah, that kind of annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> power of the Scorpion, power of the Scorpion. You just throw it in arcs. Yeah. You can throw it's double like, curveballs, boomerangs. You know, you know, how boomerangs work. They curve <laughs> like right into the ears. Those yeah. things were crazy. Well, yeah. if you're a kung fu master, your 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 boomerangs go where you want them to go. Cody. <laughs> that really bugged me just because it was like, that's a fucked up way to like take Toad down. Yeah. And then he was fucked from that point on. He's done. He's out. Well, that was yeah. his weak spot, right? Yeah. Well, and then I wonder how, uh, I mean, how does Scorpion, did they ever explain how Scorpion actually figures out what his weak point was? No. Um, I don't think they did. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, I was like, well, how come no one else knows but Scorpion found well, out I mean, somehow? Yeah, it'd have to be something, obviously, some way to get in past the he skin, just, I he guess. He bullshitted his way through it. He just thought I'd give it a try. Just <laughs> throw it at his head. That's the only place they haven't touched his yeah. whole body. His well, ears. Hi- well, it's because he had to get into yeah. from his ears. You had to attack, attack him from the inside out. I do want to talk about one thing that did bother me. Hybrid, uh, his character... Just overall in general bothered you. Yeah, he's an irritating. He's annoying. Yeah. He's so annoying. He's, I agree. He, he, he's a character I wish wasn't in this film. Yeah, and I understand that that probably was, because at the end of it, he's not like that. I understand that that was a whole ploy to make him, I think he was trying to play a very, very irritating street rat, so to speak. Yeah. Right. But like, it was so irritating to watch him kind of like sit next to people and like do a whole thing. And Boy, yeah. did he like to eat. I and, felt like he was like the <laughs> big bites. Big bites. <laughs> you know, the whole he, apple if he could fit it in I there. Felt like he was, <laughs> I felt like he was supposed to be the comedy relief. Oh, very much so. And I didn't find him funny. But um, he was very irritating. And there's actually one scene towards the end when he's when he's fighting, he's either fighting Snake or, or Centipede, mm-hmm. where it looks like he stopped acting and he's like counting. Weird. Yeah, oh, like never, if you look at his face, that. it almost looks like he's like one, two, and three, and four. Like it's, it's uh, maybe it's a bad cut, or maybe they just didn't see it. But uh, there I was a moment you. where I was kind of like, it doesn't look like he's not making any facial expressions. He's just kind of like his eyes are almost pointed up in his head, like he's thinking about it's two and then three, and then I move over here. Like, uh, yeah, that's the deadly. Be. No, that's the deadly venom cut. See if you would have watched the venom cut, <laughs> you would have saw that, that shit out. They that digitized shit his eyes and they gave him. <laughs> they, they gave, gave him, him a soul. Made him look a little bit angrier. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have. A, I have a question because I I just got tones of this throughout the film and I didn't know if anybody else did or if this is just me being me. Um, did it like? Is, does this have like political tones to this film? Like, I was picking up on political tones with like the police corruption. What with police corruption oh, and yeah. just like the even with the clan, you have like political tones of like who's good, who's evil, and like what does that mean for the clan and and stuff like that. And I felt like it was more of a generalization, like that. It was probably meant to be something more being said in the film. And I uh, I don't know about maybe po- uh, po- politics at it's, the time or it's tough or what. To say- I feel like it's kind of tough to say because this is a period piece. Yeah. I think, you know, here in America, like, there are, corruption, there are cop corrupt movies, too. Oh, yeah. You know, that have, that have always existed. It's Training Day and all kinds of stuff. I just feel like this is, it was just a comp. the most recent one. It's the most recent one. It's not the most recent one, but it's the best, it most well-known one. Serpico at some point in time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that that was a common thing, and it made a lot of sense. Plus, there was, like, a whole, a whole thing about... Um, what we what we then find out is Scorpion telling Lizard, you know, hey, you shouldn't take bribes. There's a whole ethical code to all this and stuff right. like that. And I think maybe that was kind of a a way to show that this police force was easily corrupted. And then that was kind of like the strength of Snake was that he knew where to put his money, right, to like manipulate. Well, yeah, and that was social very system. clear that yeah. money was being used as a tool to like right. manipulate. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely, thing too, like that's definitely a- I feel like a, a common theme through a lot of uh, kung fu martial arts films is this theme of of officials being easily corrupted and easily bought off type uh, of thing. And samurai okay. films too, I feel like that's a common. Yeah. I think Samurai Films is a, a lot of one too. Oh. Basically, basically, you can never t- trust the pol- politicians in any martial can't arts films ever. <laughs> was I the only one that noticed there was? I don't think there was one woman in this entire film. 
Uh, I think you might be right on I that one. I think you might be 100% Wait right. a minute. Hold on. I, I was going through it, and I'm like, I don't think no. I saw one woman in this film. Doesn't a woman get, like, attacked at the beginning? I think there's, like, a dead woman at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, when they go in and huh. all those people are dead. In I mean, I'd building. have to look at all the extras and see if there are women extras. No, there's women around. extras. Are there? There's women extras. Well, I'm there's going to be sure. women on the streets yes. like, yeah. as, yeah. like, okay. people selling but shit. But as far as character-wise, of- no. It, it, it Well, it didn't. I mean, there were no love interests in any way. Yeah, there, there were no women that actually had any kind of. Kung Fu Masters don't got time for no that. No wives, no none of that. Well, no, no. no wives and no women. Bro, when you're plotting to steal money, you got you don't got time for women. <laughs> you don't got yeah, time for women. You get the women uh-huh. first. You get the money, then you um, get the women. Come there on, absolutely are women in this film. I totally remember when uh, Lun is that he was the old man that gets killed. Mm-hmm. There are four women that they that get are killed also. That, ki- that are tied up and they watch him. Oh, yeah. you're right. So they're they're, de- they're dead when the pl- they're okay, dead when the police right. show I mean, up. They don't they don't play a role in any way. No, they're just tied up. <laughs> yeah. No, they're dead when the police show up too. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. there's your okay. there's yeah, your so dead women. So basically, no, no, there's not any women in this film. But kung fu does. I mean, am I wrong to think that like kung fu does usually involve uh, like yes, women like interests. in more? No, you're wrong. I am. Yeah. It does not. Like one of the most famous Shaw Brothers films is Come Drink with Me, which stars. Uh, which stars the woman that actually goes on to play the evil bad guy in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. No, 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 no. What I, I was saying the opposite. I was saying in other kung fu films, you oh, see women, women, you see women more predominantly, you know, in predominant roles than this one. Maybe it's usually like a part of the story, I mean, there right? Wi- there, 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 are, there are plenty of kung fu films that utilize like my girlfriend got kidnapped. What is it like? Is it the big boss? I think. Where Bruce Lee's girlfriend gets kidnapped, and is that the one? Yeah. It was Return of the Dragon. I think his girlfriend gets kidnapped in that one too. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I if I have enough enough knowledge on the matter to 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 like to really state one way or another. But I feel like from what I've seen, women either play one or two roles, which is victim or badass fucking martial arts master. Right. Okay. Like there's no there's not not a whole lot of in betweens, you know, in Kung Fu, but right. I could be totally incorrect on that. I'm sure Monty Yazi will correct me. <laughs> I'm sure he'll correct all of us. Yeah, he'll yeah. be screaming in his car right now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk more about the Deadly Venoms. Hey guys, make sure you go to coltfilmandreview.com and make sure you check out our new unboxing video. Uh, we got some products sent over to us from HorrorDecor.net. There's some really awesome stuff. Um, you go check out HorrorDecor.net because they have stuff for your house. If you're into horror and you want to decorate your house in horror-themed stuff, this is the place to go. So go check it out. And then go check out our video on our website, ColtFilmAndReview.com. All right, guys. We're back. And let's say we just rate this Mammer Jammer. Sounds good. What do you want to rate it? Uh, we're rating it Deadly Venoms. Okay, we're going to write it Deadly Venoms. I'll go first. Uh, I am going to give this 2.5 for me. Uh, I'm not a huge um, kung fu film fan. Uh, so the problem I had with this film is kind of what people love about this film. Uh, is more or less the story. Um, I found it to be rather boring, and I wanted more kung fu. Um, and I don't feel like there was a lot until the very end. Um, like comparative to other Kung Fu films I've seen, like, I guess I put, I put Drunken Master up against this a lot in like, cause we've done Drunken Master. So I kind of put them side by side and like that has way more Kung Fu. And the story to me, I wasn't that into it. Like I wasn't that into like, who is it? Like I almost, I don't know. I it just, I, I couldn't get into it. But that being said, like I see the art behind this, you know what I mean? And I see how well it was filmed and and the wire work and the like the choreo- the the choreography especially in the end fight I, I really enjoy um i i just like i said i didn't ca- like i didn't care about any single character i didn't connect to any single character um i thought it was just cool to watch but there wasn't enough fights for me to be like fully hooked i guess so two and a half middle of the road for me uh mike i'm going to give it five deadly venoms like I, uh, I, I, I really like this film a lot because of the reasons that it seems like maybe you might not have. Um, I like the mystery aspect to it. I think it gives uh, the genre a fresh, a breath of fresh air a little bit. Like it's, it's different. It's new. Um, it, 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 I found it more entertaining than other really popular cult, uh, cult kung fu movies. Like I, I think this is a a much more exciting film than. 36 Chamber of the Shaolin or um, 
like Massive Fighting Guinea and I actually think this is a much more entertaining film. And actually, I I didn't fall asleep for it once. I was actually pretty entranced throughout the whole thing. Like I I had I was transfixed to the screen. I couldn't get away from it. Um, just a phenomenal film. Great shots. Um, sure, there's not as much action, but you know when you when you watch some of the other some other comic book films where it's like all action, you can kind of fall asleep during that too. So. Um, like I said, uh, the story really kind of drives this, and I like that a lot. So five deadly venoms for me, Chris. Uh, this movie kind of moved the bar a little bit for me when it comes to kung fu. You know, I'm not. I, I, it's not a genre that I typically watch or would normally seek out. Um, but you know, actually sitting down and watching it start to finish and paying as close attention as I could to you know the story and following that along. Um, you know, I I enjoyed the film. I really thought it was um entertaining to watch um i'll agree with cody this it's you know the story aspect of it like what to me wasn't like really the strongest like uh, you know grabbing thing uh for my liking i liked all the fight scenes i thought were awesome i love the development of the the characters although there were a lot of them so it took some (laughs) concentration to uh remember what each person was capable of doing but um you know so barring another watch for me i'm gonna give this movie a three um, it, it could be higher, um, you know, if I really knew the story, you know, more, uh, more clearly and, you know, could, could lock it into my memory and really think about, you know, um, who all these characters were. So, um, yeah, three for me. And I recommend, um, if you're trying to get into Kung Fu, like, or you want to start somewhere, this might be a good one for you because, you know, it's it has great wire work, great effects, you know, um, as far as, like, the fighting styles and all that sort of thing, so. All right, and Kyle? Uh, I'll agree with Mike on this. I'll give, him, I'll give it five deadly venoms, um, and for the for much of the same reason that he brought up, and, and it's probably a point that, I mean, obviously you guys, Chris and Cody, who aren't that experienced in this genre, won't appreciate, which is, yeah, the added aspect of, the fact that it's it's more than just a guy gets beat, he trains, and then he wins at the end. You know, it's it. There's more depth to the story. Um, there's more effort. I felt like the director put into developing these characters individually to some extent compared to some other films that I've seen. I mean, one of the f- other films that he did that I that I thoroughly enjoyed that I don't think is quite as good as this is like the heroic ones, which is like again a, a cast of like seven or eight martial arts masters but it's a pretty i think it's an overall like a flat story um so i really appreciate that from this film um yeah to chris's point the choreography is is fantastic the wire work the effects i think they did a really good job and and any other technical aspects the shots and and i mean even i mean you know maybe the lighting's a little bright but i thought it worked it worked for the story and it worked for the the mood and the tone that was trying to be presented so yeah i'll give it five for sure five deadly venoms Five Deadly Venoms from Kyle. That means that's the end of our show this week. We really appreciate you guys listening. Um, you can follow us on social media at ColtFilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. Also on Facebook. You can follow our YouTube, like I said before. Leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out. You can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Chris. And you can follow Mike. Yeah! at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show for this week, guys. Just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week.